everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Triple F Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz, and today's show is about injury prevention. It's about the low back, and it's about uh, how to bulletproof your body because the low back is something that uh, commonly is aching. It's common uh, to have pain there. It's common to have injuries there. In lifters and just in general population people, uh, I have five tips for you today to bulletproof your low back and to stay injury free, which is one of the biggest factors in becoming what you want to become in fitness is staying healthy and injury free because nothing derails you like an injury. That's what I always say. So it's super important to stay healthy. Um, These tips are going to be good. I think that if you have any questions on them, I'm going to go over them quickly. So if you have any questions on them, reach out to me. JordanStoltzFitness at gmail.com is my email. And then you could also shoot me a message on Instagram at StoltzFit. Uh, These should help you out though. And these should definitely give you something to think about if you're doing this in your training or not, or if you're even training at all. So let's get started with today's show about the low back and staying healthy and injury free. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz back with another episode. I'm going to go over five tips today about bulletproofing the low back. I always talk about how nothing slows down your progress or stops you from reaching your goals more than an injury because it prevents you from doing movement that you want to do, prevents you from progressing for sure, and in a lot of cases, it will regress you. The low back is a very sensitive area for a lot of people, and if you have ever experienced low back pain, you know how debilitating it can be. I remember, oh man, a long time ago, probably four, five, six years ago, doing my normal training, right, over and over, just kind of running through my normal program um, at the time. And then I was writing this down in a composition notebook, writing down my weights, my reps, and my exercises, dropped my pencil, reached down to pick it up, and my back just completely got thrown out just from bending over to pick up a pencil. And I remember thinking from that point after I was, you know, can't find a comfortable position because your back hurts so bad, took about a couple weeks to recover that I was lucky that it was short. I was young, uh, which is a big factor. And I kind of knew what to do for recovery at that point. But how could I have prevented that? And I kind of know that now. I think that my knowledge is a lot better in that injury prevention. And I think part of that is having some of these injuries. I think part of it is studying. Part of it is paying attention to how things affect you, which is kind of one of my tips uh, for preventing low back pain. I think that a lot of times people are just kind of ignorant to their bodies and they just do what they're told by their coach or their program, or they just do what they think they need to do. And they don't actually pay attention to the body. If you pay attention, you're going to learn a lot about your own body, what kind of ticks it, what you may need more of, what you're weak at, what you're strong at, and how you can prevent injuries in different areas and pain. 
So I'm going to go over my five tips now. Uh, I do have five of them, and I'm going to go in no particular order. But the first one is going to be breathing and bracing, which I think, even though I'm not going in a particular order, this is probably one of the most important ones. Because learning how to breathe and brace properly is going to completely change your training. It's going to completely change your stability and how... Um, I guess how bulletproof you are when you're doing exercises and normal day-to-day tasks. So for example, bending over to pick up a pencil, even though I was just bending over to pick up the pencil, I did it pretty casually. If I would have breathed in big inhale and then brace and was able to pull the muscles into the spine and brace the, the spine on the low back, to even just pick up that pencil, I probably wouldn't have hurt my back that time. Probably would have hurt it eventually because I wasn't doing all the things I needed to do to prevent the injury. But breathing and bracing is going to really protect you while you exercise and while you do movement. So uh, the first part of this is going to be the breathing, right? You need to do pretty much a big inhale, fill your belly with air. You're filling your belly, not your chest. So if you're laying down or sitting, Take a big breath in, and you can see your belly go out. If you don't see your belly go out and your chest goes up, then you need to learn to breathe with your belly. That's something that actually I learned in choir in high school. But you need to breathe into your belly because you get a lot more stability and power with a belly full of air. And from that point, you can kind of think of the bracing point of this as the opposite of a belt. So if you have a belt on, you push out on the belt, right, to create pressure, which is going to stabilize you. But if you are, if you are um, without a belt, you're free, I guess you're raw, then you're going to do the opposite. You're going to need to kind of brace in. Now you're not sucking in your belly like you're trying to hide it, but you are bracing around your spine, you can think of, a tightening up, right? Try to uh, act like someone's punch, about to punch you in the stomach or just punch you in the stomach. You're going to breathe out really fast. That little breath out is going to brace your abs and your ribs are going to go down and your abs are going to stabilize. That is what bracing is. And you need to do that before every rep of everything that's going to involve your spine. So if you're doing a squat, for example, you would breathe in. I like to breathe in through my nose, fill up my belly completely with my nose and then my mouth to finish off. So kind of like that. And then you're going to, if you have a belt, push out with your belly. And if you don't have a belt, you're going to take a quick little breath out. And then your abs are going to flex, your ribs are going to go down, and that's your brace position. You do that every rep, and you're going to stay healthy, and you're going to stay injury-free. So my next tip is going to be strengthen the glutes. I think that a lot of times uh, people have weak glutes, and this can be because we just don't use them, or it can just be we don't focus on the right exercises. But stronger glutes are definitely going to help you uh, in preventing low back pain and all other types of pain because it's such a powerhouse muscle. You can do so much with stronger glutes. Um, And most people, I would say, if not everybody, they don't have strong enough glutes. Uh, So for example, um, if you don't use your glutes, I'm going to kind of use the example here of a deadlift. If you're doing a deadlift and you have weak glutes, you're probably going to involve your lower back a lot more. And this is kind of how I was picking up that pencil. This is kind of how a lot of people do their day-to-day life, right? If you're bending down to pick up a 
uh, let's say a bowl of dog food that your dog didn't eat. You're bending down to pick it up. It's not about just lifting with your legs or your back. It's about what muscles are firing. And a lot of people are going to almost do a back extension, bend down, extend, and they're going to use their spinal erectors because that's what's strong. That's what we get a lot of a lot of movement on, a lot of practice with. Uh, but really, your glutes should be driving your body for everything, whether you're walking, you're running, you're sprinting, you're bending over, you're picking stuff up, you're hip hinging, anything that involves your hips or your waist or hinging of any kind, that should be your glutes. So stronger glutes are going to be really important. For that, I like to do RDLs. That's probably my favorite. So that's a straight leg deadlift. Um, you could do normal deadlifts. I think I'll kind of get to that a little bit later, but I think straight leg deadlifts might be a better option. Of course, squatting and squatting where you're focusing more on the posterior chain. So things like box squats would be really good. Um, hack squats would be really good. Probably something like a wider stance. Low bar squat would be really good. You're putting a lot of weight on the hips at that point, and that's what we're after. So that is tip number two is to strengthen the glutes. I think if you do that and you focus on that, it's not going to take long to really notice a difference. I've seen people's back pain actually go away just from strengthening their glutes just because of how the pressure is distributed uh, from their spine. When you have stronger hips, you're able to do a lot more. Tip number three is going to be to sit and slouch less. And I've talked about how sitting isn't necessarily a terrible thing in and of itself, but sitting with terrible posture might be. And if you're constantly sitting all day in a hunched over position, uh, your spine is going to get used to that. And your spine is going to become more injury prone because that's not how it's supposed to be curved, right? You have what's called a kyphotic spine on your upper back. And you have what's called a lordotic spine, lordosis, on your lower back, which is, if you can think of a skeleton, you have a S in your spine, essentially. Um, and if you're slouching all the time, your lower back's going to be rounded, your hips are going to be forward, you're going to be in a posterior pelvic tilt, and that's going to tighten things, it's going to weaken the glutes just by not activating them. And of course, it's going to kind of get you used to that bad posture, which might carry over to your training. Now, I don't think this is as big of a deal as some people make it out to be. It's not like you have to stand all day. It's not like sitting is that terrible. You don't have to buy crazy posture devices or anything like that. But if you could sit up a little bit straighter or sit a little bit less, that would definitely help you. Tip number four is doing your ab work, but doing it in a complete range of motion for the abs or the core. And this is something maybe I differ with other people as my opinion on, uh, because a lot of people, if people have low back pain, are going to recommend planks, side planks, uh, things like that, which I think are fine. I think that's part of getting good at bracing, but really what's going to be very, very beneficial, even though it might be very, very humbling, is going to be going through a complete range of motion with the spine. So that's going to be training the abs in a way that involves spinal extension and spinal flexion. So if you're thinking of a sit-up, you're not just doing a crunch or your shoulders lift off the ground. You are hyperextending, so you're laying on a ball or something like that. So your spine can really open up and your abs will open up and then a full crunch forward, so you're crunching that spine down. That full range of motion is going to really, really help, uh, and it's not even just the strengthening of the abs that's gonna be helping, it's just getting used to going through full range for being in that 
in that uh, extended position and that flex position. That is huge, and you're going to use that. You're going to utilize that in your training. Uh, if you're doing an arch and a bench press, you're going to be stronger in that position. If you're rounded just a little bit on a deadlift, you're going to be stronger if you've, you, you're used to going through that range of motion. So I recommend things like hanging leg raises, uh, but where you go all the way down and then all the way up and curl your hips forward, that's a perfect rep of a hanging leg raise. I like reverse crunches for the same reason because you can curl your butt off of the mat. Uh, I like sit-ups with a ball so you're extending at the bottom and be able to sit all the way up. I like cable crunches where you're able to let the abs fully extend and then fully flex down while you're holding the rope of the cable. Those are all great movements and they're all going to take you through a full range of motion. And my last tip is maybe a simple one but one that unfortunately people often get wrong, which is don't do stuff that hurts. Don't do things and feel like you have to do things if it bothers you. You can do these other four tips, learn how to breathe and brace, strengthen your glutes, maybe you fix your posture, slouch a little bit less, and you go through a complete range of motion with your ab work. You can work on all those, but in the meantime, don't do stuff that hurts. A lot of people will force themselves to do Barbell rows, for example, this might be a good example because uh, sometimes barbell rows can make the lower back a little bit achy. If your lower back hurts a little bit doing barbell rows, don't do barbell rows. Try something chest supported. Try a machine. You're still going to get the hypertrophy benefits. You're still going to pretty much stick to your program by substituting. You're just taking the low back out of it. If it's you know, you don't have to do a deadlift, even if you're a power lifter and you want to get better at the deadlift. If it hurts your low back, make it a little bit different. Make a different variation of it where you maybe raise the bar up on blocks. Maybe you do a rack pull. Maybe you do a trap bar deadlift where you're getting better at the movement. You're getting stronger and more proficient, but you aren't putting yourself at risk and injuring yourself because you weren't ready to do that movement do things to get ready for that movement. So I'm not saying just ignore them altogether. Do what you have to do to get to the point where you can do them because you should be able to. But in the meantime, find substitutes that feel great and agree with you so you can keep making progress and that things don't derail you. Because nothing derails you like an injury and nothing derails you like pain. Nothing will stop your training session faster than feeling in pain. Uh, so that's it. That's all I have today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, and if you did, it would mean a lot if you could review the podcast on iTunes or whatever other platform you use to listen to podcasts. Um, I'm not sure if like Spotify or any of the Android apps have review capabilities, but iTunes does, and that really helps the show grow. Those are your five tips for protecting the low back and becoming an injury-free lifter, which is really going to help you. Nothing's going to help you more uh, than being healthy and injury-free and not tweaking things every two months. That's it. Hope you guys have a good one. And happy Thanksgiving, which will be tomorrow, uh, since this episode is going to be coming out on Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and I'll see you guys on Friday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on, on fitness, fitness, food, and, and freedom. freedom.